Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Norm, and we are back with our series, Faith and Belief, Faith and Belief Refuted. Uh, number seven, we are going to address Article of Faith number eight today. So, as usual, we are going to allow David to present his uh, material and talk about what the Mormons believe about the Bible today, and then we will, I will, we, I don't have a mouse in my pocket, um, although it could be a possibility with my job. Um, so, sidebar, and uh, easily distracted, that's me. Um, so, again, we'll add, I will add commentary as needed, and we will see where, and this is really one of the more, um, central points where Mormonism and Biblical Christianity are going to separate, and I hope to make that pretty clear to you and let you see how that is as we get into this. So, without further ado, and I'll probably get an ad in here on this YouTube video as we run it, so bear with me, YouTube hates me. If you shop on Amazon, you should use Wikibuy. It's a browser extension that automatically compares Amazon's prices with other sellers. Joseph Smith, the first prophet and president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, wrote down 13 of the religion's fundamental beliefs. Number eight on the list says this. We believe the Bible to be the word of God as far as it is translated correctly. We also believe the Book of Mormon to be the word of God. And right about now, everyone outside of religion is probably thinking, wow. That's a lot of blasphemy crammed into one sentence. Don't worry, we're going to talk through this. In so first off, let me just say this. I'm not going to accuse them of blasphemy for changes that, uh, for their attitude about the Bible. Um, blasphemy, I pretty much reserve for their attitude and their false teachings about the nature of God, the nature of Christ, um, the nature of salvation. What they think about the, the nature of the Bible isn't uh, so much uh, a blaspheme situation, but it is a false teaching um, situation. So, get into it. In this episode, we're going to look at two questions. Is the Bible perfect and unerring, and can Scripture exist outside the pages of the Bible? We'll lightly touch on the Book of Mormon, but we'll get much deeper into what this is in a later episode. Yes, we believe the Bible is Scripture, as far as it is translated correctly. We do believe errors can exist in the Bible. We believe God inspired men in their writing, but they were mortal men that wrote it. It wasn't written literally by the finger of God like the Ten Commandments. Fallible men wrote it, other fallible men canonized it, other fallible men translated it over and over and over again. Hopefully none of them have been intentionally trying to mess things up, but Latter-day Saints do leave the door open to possible human error in biblical text. Okay, Christians leave the door open for possible biblical error in, uh, human error in biblical text. We see examples of it. Um, it's why we have continued uh, translations after the King James. Um, and here, I don't know if I want to get into this now or, or later in the video um, of how the Bible was translated. I think I'll let him talk a little bit more and we'll get into the, the manner of translation. But let's get into the manner of inspiration 
This was inspired by the Holy Spirit. If they believe that the revelation that Joseph Smith gave through Doctrine and Covenants and so on came by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, then they should believe the same thing about the Bible. Um, here they're talking, they are removing prophetic uh, and apostolic authority from the men who wrote this. This is why the Bible is canonized in the way that it is. The, the New Testament is all apostolic or men who were, uh, who wrote, who were disciples of the apostles, the 12. And so Mark, um, Luke, and so on, and Jude being the brother of Jesus, um, James being the brother of Jesus, both who were considered at some point in time apostolic in the, the early teachings of the church, they were inspired by God, would be the same inspiration that the Joseph Smith's prophecies would have come from if he truly is a prophet. And so to say that those men erred, now you're having a problem with uh, the scripture because now you're questioning the autographs. Now you're questioning whether or not God can actually inspire man and if the Holy Spirit and God is powerful enough to preserve what it was that he wanted written. We believe as Christians that the autographs, the pages that Matthew wrote, the pages that Paul wrote, the pages that Luke wrote, those or potentially dictated to other people and they wrote, those are absolutely inerrant word of God, just as the Mormons would consider the Doctrine and Covenants and so on. That's what we consider the Bible to be. Now, we know that later translations, translating from one language to another, there can be some errors. We know that that happened with King James because as we've come through and we've gotten better manuscripts and more manuscripts, we see the, the better translations and we know that there were places that problems happened. As we find more and more manuscripts, we have found places, a couple of spots, one in particular that I absolutely know of that most scholars will say was an interpolated text that was text that was not in the autograph but was added later. We see those things, especially in the King James. And here's one problem. Those errors that were transmit or translation errors in the King James, Joseph Smith plagiarized and put them inside the Book of Mormon. So if they're going to come back and claim translation errors and things like that, and then look at the, the places that those translation errors are obvious, and those were put verbatim into the Book of Mormon, now they have another problem. They have another problem that they're going to deal with. So we do, as Christians, believe that the autographs are inerrant. We also believe that the Bibles, the, the more reliable translations that we have today, NASV, ESV, NASB, ESV, so on, a couple, a few of those that are really reliable now um, are probably 99.99% accurate to the autographs because we have thousands upon thousands of ancient manuscripts in which we can corroborate and we can look at and compare and take textual variants and so on and know what more than likely based on the majority text 
was the accurate and original writings. Here's one pretty innocent example. When Saul is on the road to Damascus with several other people, a light appears and he's visited by the resurrected Christ. Acts 9-7 says, And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. But when the story is retold in Acts 22-9, Paul says, And they that were with me saw indeed the light and were afraid, but they heard not the voice of... Okay, let's, let's examine this. And here... Because the Mormons will only use King James, here is where they run into a problem. This is a translation error in one word from one language to another. Acts 9 says the men journeyed with him, stood speechless, heard a voice, but saw no man. And then in Acts 22, if he will take and, and they will look at a newer translation with looking back on more manuscripts than King James had, um, more ability to corroborate words and so on and look at textual variants, we know now that uh, Acts 22.9 actually says, and they that were with me indeed saw light and were afraid, but they did not understand the voice. But they understood not the voice. That word translated as heard is now translated as understood. So, and now he's going to go, oh yeah, people have come up with ways to explain that away. And now he's just tried to undermine the argument that I just gave you. But the argument is valid. ...of him that spake to me. It's a tiny issue and one that doesn't affect the story of the Bible much. But here's the thing. If you believe the Bible is flawless, you have to reconcile these two scriptures somehow. And people have indeed come up with ways to do that. Latter-day Saints may too try to reconcile them. Or we might just look at them and say, hmm, that's weird. Guess somebody didn't quite record this story accurately. We or somebody in King James's group didn't translate this accurately. Likely. And then, Joseph Smith, uh, and here, we're going to get to this in a minute, so we'll, we'll get back. We believe the doctrine of biblical inerrancy is not a teaching evident in the Bible itself. How could it be? The New Testament as we know it would not exist for another 200 years or so after the last book was written. That's incorrect. This is where David needs to do a little bit more research because we have, as early as 120 AD, we have the Muratorium fragment, fragment which contains portions of every book of the New Testament except for James, uh, showing that as early as 90 years after the... Um, and probably earlier, we actually have, are finding more and more manuscripts dating earlier. There is a there is a Gospel of John that exists that is is dated to 88 A.D. Within 50 years or so of Christ's death and resurrection, we have manuscripts. So here's where archaeology defeats Mormonism. It sh one it shows their their history that is false, but it it girds up the the truth of the bible and so where he says 200 years later no we're looking at the scripture existing in the way that we understand it today before it was canonized we have a canon of scripture as early as the turn of the the second century so david is wrong david needs to do more research 
None of the authors were writing on behalf of a cohesive Bible, but rather their own separate works with some commentary on past works that they had available. Now here again, this is one of those things that, that, uh, that strengthens the, the validity of the Bible. None of the men who wrote the Bible for over 3,500 years on th three different continents um, in, you know, 40 different authors, plus or minus, give or take a few, from all different walks of life, fishermen, kings, prophets, priests, all who were writing these things uh, in different er areas and different places from different viewpoints, but yet inspired by the Holy Spirit, and one thread stretches through this Bible from beginning to end. This argument that he is making strengthens the validity and the inerrancy of the Bible rather than defeats it. And none of those works claim to be perfectly accurate. Additionally, we believe many extremely important plain and precious truths have been lost from the Bible over the centuries. They include, but aren't limited to, the true nature of God, emphasis on gospel principles and ordinances, especially in Old Testament times, teachings about our pre-mortal life, and more. Isn't it convenient that the only plain and precious truths that were lost from the Bible are Mormon doctrine? This is really a, a convenient thing to, to throw out there. All the things that the Mormons teach that mainstream Christianity and Christian scholarship has not taken part in for almost over 2,000 years, all these things that we teach, well, yeah, they were lost from the Bible because we don't think it's translated correctly. We don't think it's there. And all of our stuff is gone. Here's your problem. 1844... Joseph Smith completed his Joseph Smith translation of the Bible. One, two questions. Why don't they use it? He was their prophet. He completed it. Two, why weren't all these plain and precious things that were lost restored to the Book of Mormon or the, the Bible when Joseph Smith completed? He added tons to the Bible, but none of this stuff. And they don't use it today. They've got some Joseph Smith translation footnotes, but they don't use his translation today because it's just as ridiculous as a New World translation and any other pseudo-heretical Christian rewrite of the Bible as anything else. As a whole, the Bible is an inspired source of truth. But we don't believe it's perfect, nor is it all God had to say to us. On the contrary, the Bible is evidence that God has always called prophets to deliver his word to his children wherever they are. The Bible is the record of those prophetic teachings from Africa, Asia, and Europe. We believe God also called prophets in the Americas. The record of their teaching is called the Book of Mormon, Mormon simply being the name of a prophet like Moses or Peter. Some people, understandably, are wary of the Book of Mormon because the Bible clearly says in Revelation, For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. There we have it. The majority of biblical scholars don't use that. Now, there are some people who are, I hate to use the word, but let, we'll call them amateur apologetics, apologists. I was one once upon a time that I would use that that verse or earlier verses in Deuteronomy that says not to add to the word of the law. No 
no credible scholar uses that as an argument to say why the Book of Mormon isn't true. I have an entire 20-minute video that answers 11 questions, supposedly, that all Christians should have to answer about the Book of Mormon that proves the Book of Mormon isn't true. The Book of Mormon itself proves the Book of Mormon isn't true. There are so many errors and problems and things. No, uh, no valid archaeological finds or anything like that. Those are the things that we use to show that the Book of Mormon isn't true. Not this verse. This is a red herring. This is a, uh, a straw man argument that they find easy to knock down, but it's not what we use. Right? The Bible is the last of God's written word. Anything else claiming to be scripture is heretical, right? It's an understandable interpretation, but again, we've got to remember that when this verse was written, the New Testament did not yet exist. This verse only applies to the book of Revelation. He even Much of the New Testament did exist. This is probably, Revelation is probably the last book that was written. John wrote it, 80 to 90 AD, somewhere along in there, maybe a little earlier, on the Isle of Patmos while he was exiled. Um... Most people think it was earlier because there's no mention of the destruction of, of the temple or Jerusalem in there that happened in 70 AD. So most people think it was written earlier than that. And the majority of the rest of the, the Bible existed already. It may not have been put together, but remember, we have 120 AD, we have a fragment that has all of the books of the Bible of the New Testament except for James. And those are, were considered canon long before he's making the claim that they existed. Even says the prophecy of this book. Revelation was a standalone work at the time. On top of that, similar scriptures exist in the Old Testament, but we choose to interpret them differently. Otherwise, they would be condemning most of the Old and all of the New Testament. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that scripture cannot exist outside those 66 books chosen to be canonized. We believe that is an extra-biblical teaching. Ironic. In fact, the Bible itself even references other books of scripture that we don't have in the Bible. Now, lest ye doubt... Okay, it mentions other books. Nowhere does it call any of these books scripture. Nowhere. These are other, these are, could be apocryphal. These could be just general books that were out there and so on. But nowhere, nowhere does it mention that any of these are scripture in any of the places where they're mentioned. I mean, he gives a list of places where these are mentioned and so on. Um, but none of these, um, and again, I'm not seeing some of these. I don't see where they're mentioned. I would like some more uh, evidence, David. I want to know, as you're saying that these books are mentioned in Scripture, I want to know where they're mentioned. Um, and then where it says that they are Scripture. Now, know that Latter-day Saints love the Bible. I've read every word of it, and I believe it to be Scripture. Latter-day Saints cling to the Bible as we do with the Book of Mormon. We believe that both are inspired of God and that they work hand in hand to teach about faith in Jesus Christ, our Savior. If you're unfamiliar with the Book of Mormon, of course, I don't expect you to take my word for it that it's scripture. You don't okay, so now here again, we run into a problem. Now he's going back to the saying, oh yeah, we believe them both and we use them both and they're both very valid. But he just spent however many minutes telling you that the Bible has spots that is invalid and it's not. So he's 
telling you something and now he's coming back and twisting it back around to make you see think that well yeah we do believe it's valid even though i just spent all this time telling you how it's not i have one other question and i'm going to throw this out here before we finish this all thing up there was a man and i, I should have looked up his name about ten, five, ten years ago maybe a little longer in england who wrote a book who claimed to receive revelation who claimed to be a prophet of God and wrote a book called the book of Jeronek. And this was another testament of Jesus Christ on the British Isles in that area of the world, where Jesus also went and visited those people, the people of Jeronek and Aranek and Hereronek and, and those guys. And he wrote this book and I have a copy of it somewhere. I want to know why the Mormons don't believe that's scripture why they reject this man's claim to be a prophet, and they reject that book. David, I have a question for you. Why have you read and prayed about the book of Jeronek? That's my question. Have you read and prayed about the book of Jeronek? You don't have to take my word for it. Just as you've had to discover for yourself that the Bible is true, you must do the spiritual work required to know that the Book of Mormon is as well. We have 2,000 years of scholarship to show us that the Bible is true. We have 150 plus years, almost working on 200 years of scholarship that consistently shows the Book of Mormon is false. I don't have to do any other spiritual work to find out what is and isn't true. It's it, the, the academia is pretty, pretty heavy and pretty solid in both areas. Well, you should probably start with reading it. If you want to take a read it, prayed about it, had a testimony, realized it was wrong, and rejected it. Crack at it. Check out the link in the description below. There's also a link to a more expansive article on our website about this subject. Let us know if you have questions and keep an eye out for an episode solely dedicated to the Book of Mormon and what it is, what it's all about. That'll be coming out soon. We'll see you then. So there we go. Um, once again, faith and beliefs refuted. Uh, the situation that we have here is that they reject the, the validity of the Bible ultimately. And, um, and so take it for what it is and really look at what it is that they teach about it. So as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They are necessary. Until next time, Soli Deo Gloria.